Can I look yet? Yeah. God. I, I can't even, I, I just can't, I, I'm lost for words, Holly. I, good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters. Um, but what did we watch yesterday? I really, I really do not know. I was expecting to be coming on tonight, oozing positivity about how well Newcastle had played, about getting into the next round of the cup, about... Kieran Trippier making a fantastic debut and scoring a fantastic free kick about Matt Ritchie captaining the side of victory and winning the Man of the Match award again. And I'm sitting here, out of the FA Cup. Ah, oh, I just can't believe it, Holly. And and to, to, to boot, we went and stood in the in the corner together because um, normally I sit with my dad. My dad and Rob didn't go yesterday. So I went to the, the Gallagher corner like back to me youth, going back in the old Gallagher corner with you and your dad. And I think you turned to me after half an hour and said, this is as bad as Wolves away. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. It was like a complete repeat of that game because the atmosphere, it was good for the first 10 minutes or so, but then it was flat because quite frankly, we had nothing to sing about. And the football was just horrendous. Um, no, not even looking like we were going to score. Fair enough, we had the chances, but they were usually wide or, I mean, the amount of times they were Rose Ed and the Gallagher was unbelievable. It was just, it was so bad yesterday. I think it's some of the worst football this season. Yeah, I mean, look, Tom's in the chat straight away saying a striker, a striker now is a number one priority. A striker was always a number one priority, Tom, 100%, mate. I think um, that is, look, watching the game live yesterday, I can count at least 10 clear crosses into the box where we didn't get on the end of any of them. Second half, I'd say six or seven, we didn't get on the end of. Their keeper had a blinder, an absolute blinder, a worldy, a game like he'll not have again, um, which didn't help. And, you know, they scored the, the goal, which took them in the next round. It's as simple as that. I had We had two disallowed goals. You know, again, both of them were offside. Um the goal they scored wasn't offside, which we know now because obviously Shelby touched the ball on the way through. And, you know, it was a perfectly good goal. And Cambridge came with a game plan and, and, and executed it perfectly and got away with it. But ultimately for us, um, on the on, on the other side of it, had we had those two goals been onside and we, we'd won the game 2-1, it wasn't a particularly good performance, but we'd have all been celebrating and, you know, looking at a looking at a home draw in the next round and, and hoping to progress into the fifth round. But it wasn't to be. And I guess the other side of me coming away, although I was gutted and, you know, we were all disappointed coming away from the ground, poor performance, you know, back down to earth with a bump after being linked with everybody this week in the transfer window. Then to to wake up and smell the coffee, if you like, and go, well, actually, our main focus this year has to be staying up, then I've moved on quite quickly, Holly. Have you? Yeah, it didn't really affect me too much, actually, losing that game, because everyone was so shocked about the performance. I was expecting it. It seems like I was the only one that was expecting it, because that's what it's like supporting Newcastle. We never really do well in the Cups. We never perform against sides you'd expect us to, specifically lower league sides. I mean... You look at the York away game earlier this season in pre-season, we got beat off non-league York. It's not really a surprise. Regardless of what team we put out there, 
Cambridge played very well. They were up for it. Fair play to them. I think they deserved the win. The Cup wasn't a priority this season for me ever. It would have been nice, of course, but I don't think we would have got to the latter stages of it anyway. And ultimately, I've always felt like we need to prioritise the league and now that's just been sorted out for us. And hopefully, um, now there's no kind of risk of extra game time leading to injuries and things like that. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And I mean, you know, Norwich through. Uh, Burnley got knocked out, but Leeds are through. Are Leeds through? No, Leeds got beat off West Ham, didn't they? Yeah, Leeds got beat off West Ham. So Leeds are out. Southampton through. Yeah, Southampton through. Watford, did they get knocked out or did they go through? They got knocked out. So we've got we've got Southampton. It's Southampton and Everton, isn't it? Southampton and Everton are the two games that need to be rearranged. They both got through. So that's a plus point for us. The teams around us all got knocked out. Um, but it's those other teams, Everton and Southampton, which could both get dragged into the relegation battle. They both progressed and both got through. So ultimately for us, that means that those fixtures, fingers crossed, shouldn't get rearranged until the end of the transfer window. And, you know, hopefully we've got those players, those new players in who can play. So look, we're not going to dwell on it too much. It's disappointing. We've lost in, in the FA Cup against lower league opposition. It's not the first time. It'll not be the last. I think we just have to, to suck it uh, up and, you know, take the medicine and move on. Um, but yeah, disappointing game, dis- disappointing performance all around. I'm sure you will all have a, an opinion in the chat as well. So we'll uh, immediately head to the chat and see what people have got to say. Um, Mr Midnight was first on. Afternoon all. Hope these owners are ready to move heaven and earth this week. Need a striker and a centre-back for Watford in bare minimum. Appreciate it's difficult, but they've had months to prepare. And they've been slow off the mark so far. They're handed a lifeline in being in touch and distance by January and able to have a noticeable impact on our chances of survival. Hope they deliver this week. Have they been slow off the mark? I mean, Kieran Trippier was in on day five. Not in my opinion. Um, from my perspective, I've obviously only supported Newcastle under Mike Ashley and we always did our business at the back end of the window, most of the time on deadline day, if we're being honest. And to see us bring in a good signing on day five, I was very happy with that. There's still plenty of time to bring people in and I'm sure that they will come in before the end of the window. So I'm happy with the kind of effort they've put in in the window so far. Yeah, I mean, I was happy that, it, you know, the Trippier came in. I think it was a great starting point, but I agree with uh, Mr Midnight. We do need uh, a striker in ASAP. Got to be in before yeah. Watford, uh, 100%. Army says, evening Stephen Holly. Do you think some of our players know that they are going to be here for the long haul, had a loving with Bruce and have given up? I'm more worried about the Watford game. Yeah, Toonami, we're, we're both worried about the Watford game and I'm sure everybody is in the chat. I, I turned to you, Holly, yesterday, didn't I? And I said that um, maybe, you know, John Joe, it was John Joe Shelby in particular yesterday. He was going further and further and further back yesterday. But, he, you know, he still, he still, you know, tried to play his part. He was still, still moving around, still, you know, putting the effort in. And I, I often said I thought he was, you know, good pals with Bruce. But it seems as if he was throwing Bruce, uh, Bruce under the bus because his performances have got better. Yeah, that was a really interesting point, actually, because I think a lot of people were under the impression that he got along well with Steve Bruce, especially since he had a reputation of being a more lazy player. And obviously, Steve Bruce didn't really push the players, i.e. not bringing them into training on a regular basis and things like that. But he certainly stepped up massively under Eddie Howe. I think now he's our best midfield player, which I never thought I'd be seeing. Um, And also, I think, to be honest, I think it's a combination of two things, because I think 
and maybe he didn't like Bruce and he's performed better on Eddie Howe, but I also think it could be the fact that just Eddie Howe's getting the best out of him because you look back to when he played for Rafa Benitez and he was better under Rafa than he was under Bruce, but he still was very hit and miss, whereas under Eddie Howe, I think he's been consistently very good every game. Yeah, definitely. Um, War Flags as well. I don't know whether you've seen it earlier, but they put out a statement about half past five. Uh, basically, and this is this is just keeping in touch with a bit of realism. Uh, while the result versus Cambridge was extremely disappointing for the entire fan base, we cannot and must not lose sight of our future. The Watford game on Saturday is the next in a series of huge games for our club. The noise, the passion, the atmosphere at recent matches has been incredible. Let's keep that going. We're urging all supporters to take flags, scarves, hats, anything black and white, and bring the noise from the Man United match. Together we can make a difference and give our team that edge. United. I think you would agree with that, Holly. I certainly do. Massively. I think it's so easy to get caught up on a result like that Cambridge one and start to be miserable and think, oh, well, the only place we're going is the championship. And it is easy to think like that. But ultimately, there is a long-term project there. The future is a lot brighter than it was a couple of months ago. And we need to just try and think of the long-term rather than the short-term, because realistically, the short-term is going to be disappointing. Yep. Tom Dixon says, we are an embarrassment and a total letdown. All the fans have turned up to give a full house yesterday. We need four or five players through the door this week to improve our squad. I don't think anybody will disagree, Tom. It was an embarrassment and it was sad that, you know, almost 52,000 were at the ground yesterday with uh, kids going to the game for the first time and families there, etc. But we've been there before, Tom. You know, I'm, I'm coming up to my 50th birthday next month and, um, you know, I've seen many a cup exit over the years and seen many a cup exit against lower league opposition and uh, it's part and parcel of being a Newcastle fan. They build you up to knock you down. We're hoping that this new regime in time uh, will uh, start to make new memories and that the uh, the distant memories of 1951, uh, 52 and 55 in the FA Cup become, uh, you know, forgotten and we can start looking at, uh, you know, making new memories. So let's hope that happens. Arthur, I did answer this earlier on, but he says, if you were in the Godfather, Steve, which character would you be? Tom Hagen, the consigliere. He's my favourite character in that. Um, and Arthur said, Holly, if you were casting Steve as one of the dwarfs in Snow White, which would he be? I answered him in the chat. I said Sneezy. Sneezy. So there you go. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Arthur. Bit bizarre, but uh, we take them all on here. Um, Mr Midnight uh, did reply on my behalf saying, go and buy some of the flack he gets on Twitter that make a completely new dwarf up called Baldy. Yeah, and maybe a few other words as well. Uh, John Askew says, evening everyone, we're all on a downer with a sad on-field shenanigans of our two favourites, but don't despair. The future's bright, even if we're relegated, says John, which uh, I think a lot of people again would agree with. Staffy says, as much as a good cup run sounds, I'd much rather the players and staff focus on pushing and fighting to keep us up. Uh, again, agreed. Yana, good evening. He says, uh, following the latest foobar by Dubravka, will Eddie realise he needs to add at least one goalkeeper to his ever-growing shopping list, Holly? I think we do need another goalkeeper, which kind of breaks my heart to say because uh, I have my Matt Ritchie moment when it comes to Martin Dubravka. Um, absolutely love Dubravka. I think he was fantastic ever since his debut. Always puts in 100%. But the past few games, he has had a decline in performance. It's there for all to see. I'm hoping it's just a brief blip and he's going to turn that back around. But yeah, he hasn't really been performing as well. He hasn't been horrendous by any stretch of the imagination. 
But I would like to see us bring a better keeper in because obviously Darlow, Gillespie, um, players like that, Woodman, I don't think they're really good enough. So we do need to strengthen in a goalkeeping position. I would probably be inclined to wait till the summer to do that because I think there's more important positions to prioritise in this window. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what happened with Dubravka yesterday. I mean, I watched it back on the TV. I mean, it looked as if he'd been involved in a serious collision when, uh, you know, when when we were watching the game live. But we don't get the benefit of replays. And then, of course, watching it on match of the day, it just seemed as if he'd gone to ground and couldn't get back up. He made a, you know, a rather daft effort to, you know, to to, to save to save the ball. It was never was never really going to be able to save it from where he was anyway and then he just lay on the ground and he, he got a bit of treatment after that I don't know whether he was hoping he was going to get a free kick or whatever which is possible but yeah I mean other than that didn't have a great deal to do Cambridge weren't peppering the, the goal with with shot after shot Um, you know by far the busier keeper was Cambridge's but um, yeah it was disappointing I, I'm not going to get on the slagging Dubravka bandwagon. Um, look, he's our keeper. He's our number one at the minute. He needs he needs our support. Um, and as for Matt Ritchie, yeah, you know, captain the side yesterday. Um, one or two fleeting moments of the odd Matt Ritchie and the old Matt Ritchie. But again, I I, I, I can't defend him after yesterday's performance. I, I can't defend most of the team. Most of the team didn't play to their capabilities. Certainly didn't play to the same levels that did against Manchester United. Some of them looked as if they turned up on the pitch and... and and expected just to walk through Cambridge, which isn't going to be the case against lower league opposition. You should know that by now. Um, and with probably the exception of Trippier, Shelby and Joe Linton, I think the rest of the team were a major letdown. Possibly unfair on Murphy. I mean, Murphy got through on numerous occasions, um, denied by the bar, denied by the keeper twice and denied by an offside. So Murphy probably deserves a bit of praise as well. Um, ASM, Absolutely frustrates me at times, and that was one of his more frustrating performances. Um, Sean Longstaff plodded away and, as usual, didn't put in a great performance. Um, and, and, you know, again, it was difficult to criticise the back four because the, the defence because they didn't have a great deal to do. Um, and the goal was it was really down to sheer effort on behalf of Cambridge, you know. Um that's all I can really say on that. Kenny says, uh, different set of fans yesterday with lots of families there and it was a completely different atmosphere. It was in the bar as well, Kenny. Um, you know, in the dog and power for the pre-match, not many of the regular faces there yesterday. Um, you know, with the exception of me and, and, and Holly and our dad and a couple of others. Um, it was pretty much a new crowd of people in, plus a lot of Cambridge fans in. So it was it was a different atmosphere in town before the game as well. Tell says the Twitter meltdown slagging off the owners regarding signings, etc., are as embarrassing as yesterday's result. We all need to keep our feet on the ground. Uh, let them... There must be another part of this message. I'll try and find it. Oh, there's not. They must have run out of space. But, but I get the sentiment. Um, yeah, look, Tell, i got to be honest, mate, and Holly will back me up on this. I keep off Twitter on a, on a, on a, on a night after the game. Um, occasionally... I will put a tweet out, and I did put a tweet out con congratulating um, Cambridge and wish them all the be best in the next round. And then I came off, and I didn't go on Twitter again that night. And the reason being that if you do go on after a game, it's a knee-jerk reaction sometimes. You say something that you wish you hadn't, and you end up with a load of um, backwards and forwards, and it takes up your entire Saturday night. So the best thing to do is wait till the next day when you had a bit more measured time to think about it and uh, watch match of the day because you see things which you didn't see at the match live and then maybe put something out after that. So I've learned my lesson on Twitter because I used to be a knee-jerk reactionist as well and I've stopped doing it. But yeah, I mean, 
attacking the owners, going on to the owners. And this is the problem. They're on social media, Holly. They're going to be targeted by, by people on Twitter and not always by Newcastle fans. Sometimes there's fans who support other clubs who will do this just to cause a little bit of unrest amongst our support. Yeah, I think it's a very brave decision when any football owner decides to go on social media because, like, could you imagine if Mike Ashley was on social media, the amount of stuff he would have got over the past 14 years? I think well, he might have been. He might have been money, Mike Ashley. Very true. That was a good page. I think that's the only good thing that came out of that uh, era. But, yeah... Um, the new owners, yeah, obviously they're on social media. People are, they were saying silly things like, oh, they should make an apology. It's, it's just ridiculous, really, isn't it? I mean, football's one of those things. Games can take any direction. Sometimes you win a game you don't expect to. Sometimes you lose a game you expect to win. And it's, it's just part and parcel of the game. And we need to just accept that. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, Tom says it's exactly why we need to clear out as this team will get us relegated. The only good thing is we can now just concentrate on trying to stay up. I'm sure we will get rid of players, uh, Tom, but not until we've got players in. Graham Coleman says, no, oh, I was good to see you yesterday, Tom, by the way, at the food bank. It's fleetingly. Uh, good to see you. Graham Coleman says, not bothered about the FA Cup, EFL Cup, etc. Stopping up would be good if we go down, so be it. At least we are actually free, which again, I think a lot of people are, are saying. Uh, Steve Middlemas, great point. As he says, what about uh, what did you think about players going straight down the tunnel? It was shocking. I mean, yeah, we, we stayed till the end. Um, we stayed and watched the players come over. Trippier was over quite quickly with uh, one or two others, but there was a few went straight down the tunnel, Holly. A few went straight down the tunnel, yeah, but I think that often happens. I think you normally only get a few players. It's usually the likes of... Um, I know Sean Longstaff normally comes over. Obviously, Kieran Trippier came over. You know, those players do tend to. As long as a few do, it doesn't really bother me, to be honest. I think if all of them went down the tunnel, then, you know, that would be a bit annoying. But if a few come over, they clap the fans, then fair enough. I think if anybody thrown a shirt into the crowd yesterday, it probably would have got thrown back the way the people were feeling, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, what's the score with Gale, says John. John, I don't know. I, I, I was scratching my head when I read the team out yesterday, to be perfectly honest, wondering where he was. And um, it was, you know, is it COVID? Is it, is it uh, you know, is it an injury? Who knows? Is it, was it anyhow being cautious? Um, but, uh, you know, I, I haven't seen all the interviews from yesterday. I did see a, a banner headline, which isn't always good to go off from the Evening Chronicle, and, and suggested that lack of forward options um, cost us our place in the next round. I think that was what the headline said. So maybe Gale has, a, has an issue. I don't know what it is, though. But hopefully Gale will be fit for next week's game against Watford because he needs to start next week if we haven't brought a forward in. Um Tom says, you're right, it's great that the Bens get the go, but it takes the edge off the atmosphere. Certainly does, although it didn't take the edge off the atmosphere of some youngins who were standing next to us who had managed to smuggle some cans in and uh, a vape pipe and were having their own little party next to us uh, yesterday, which uh, I found rather amusing. And, um, yeah, how, how fans get together and... Uh, you know, meet for the first time. It was like being a, it was like a throwback to my youth anyway, watching these youngins meet for the first time in the Gallagher corner. Question is how tough enough to get, is how tough enough to get these players going and change them when needed, not only when they are injured, still want to see what how can do, says Trolls. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, Eddie Howe's only been in the job a couple of months. He's, you know, the, the players will now start to be getting used to the, the regime, how he runs the team, he's training and his philosophy, but, you know, ultimately, you know, it, it's like every manager's job. It, it's it's dictated by injuries, isn't it? And and players being unavailable. And of course, a 12-day break without a game with COVID has its effect as well. Yeah, it does. And look, we've seen a steady 
like progression in performance. We've done pretty well. The Man United game was exceptional. We were unlucky to lose that. Then we got a couple of key injuries to obviously Callum Wilson, ESM. ESM did come back, but we missed Callum Wilson massively because the main issue with that Cambridge game was the fact that there was nobody there to put the ball in the back of the net. So I think Eddie Howe is struggling with injuries. Do I think he's good enough? Yeah, I do. I think it's he's just finding it very, very difficult. There's only so much he can do with this squad. Paul says, Watford game's going to be hard unless we bring players in. And then I've just read that Villa are in advanced talks with one of our so-called targets. I'm not sure who that is. Holly, do you? Not sure, I know. Okay, let, maybe let us know, Paul. Kenny Ranson says, do you think the crowd affected the players? No, it definitely doesn't, Kenny. Uh, you know, not, it shouldn't either. I mean, I read that team out at the Dog and Parrot yesterday and I said that was a strong team. That was a team that should have been able to beat Cambridge comprehensively. It didn't. You know, and it didn't because of a, a few things. You know, we didn't have anybody putting the ball in the back of the net. We didn't take our chances again. Um, Cambridge were well up for it. We had goals disallowed and we came up against a keeper who was in world-class form. Um, it's as simple as that, really. Simple as that. Cambridge keeper was world-class, says Graham. Agreed. Uh, Alan says, to make things worse, Cambridge have Luton at home. It, it's sickening. Yeah, it is. I mean, I watched the FA Cup draw. I do get, I do get the, the excitement when you watch it. Even if your team's not in it, it's always interesting to see. I mean, you know, um, Hartlepool got a good reward for theirs. They've got a Premier League tie. They're away to Crystal Palace, which, you know, hopefully it'll be a full house down at Selhurst Park for them and uh, they'll make some decent money out of it. But it's over for another year, guys and girls. We're just going to have to accept it and move on. And hopefully next year, um, you know, will be our year. We'll be in the Premier League and things will be better. Uh, John says, mistake to play ASM up front. I know we're struggling, but J7 not have been a better choice to spot that in quality. Well, I was at the gym this morning, John, and somebody at the gym made exactly the same point, mate. The J7, Joe Linton, would have made a better choice up front yesterday, Holly. And I mean, there was that late chance, the header again, the keeper, you know, went across the went across the goal like the reincarnation of Gordon Banks and tipped it over the bar. Uh, but, you know, would Joe Linton be, you know, be better placed up front in this striker crisis goes on? Yeah, probably because when he was in that position before, he did. He did, of course, he wasn't scoring the goals, but he he started to improve and he was doing okay. Like he is capable to take players on. Um, he wins a lot of tackles. He's good in the air. He is better than Saint Maximin. So I would be more inclined to play him. I don't think he would have been the difference if we played him in that position between losing or winning the game. But I do think he would have had a better chance. Not to also forget that he did score against the likes of Rochdale in previous FA Cups. So he has got it within him to score against these lower league teams. Yeah, with hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. Maybe playing Joel Linton up front yesterday would have made more sense. You know, managers live and die by them decisions. Steve Middlemas says, what was concerning was the attitude. Certainly the attitude of some of the players, Steve, Got to agree, some of them didn't look um, switched on. Couldn't motivate themselves, motivate themselves for that. They need to be able to motivate themselves for Watford next week and subsequently Leeds and then Everton. Paul Oxley says, that was embarrassing, fair enough, if we put reserves out yesterday, but we didn't. Uh, that was up with the Stevenage for me. Absolutely terrible that yesterday. Paul, got to agree. Um, I was disappointed I didn't see Anderson, um, Sorensen, sorry, and White get on, but... Again, comes down to the way that the game, you know, played out. And, you know, had Newcastle been 3-0 up at half-time and looking as if they were going into the next round, maybe the youngsters would have got a chance, Holly. Yeah, 
it's annoying. It is annoying because I can understand why you obviously put a strong team out. Obviously, you wanted to go for the cup. That didn't happen, but he should have made the changes, brought them on. I understand why, because quite frankly, it was already embarrassing that we were getting beat off Cambridge. And if he thought maybe if we bring on younger players, there's a higher chance of obviously conceding more goals and going on to get beat more heavily. But I'd really like to see what some of the guys can do. Anderson, I believe, was on the bench as well. And we saw him in pre-season. I was really impressed by him. And I'd love to see him get a, a chance at some point in this side. And you've got to sometimes just think, you know what? We're not doing well. These players aren't stepping up. So why not give them a goal? Like, what's what's the harm? Yeah, Barry Cope says we need three in by Watford or we're in big trouble. Centre forward ASAP. I think we could get away with just getting a centre forward in, Holly. Um, I mean, I would love to have three players in, but you know, I think getting that centre forward is a priority for the Watford game. Centre forward is a priority. I think if we only sign a centre forward up until the end of the window, I don't think that'll be enough for safety. I think we need at least one centre-back and a midfield player because currently Shelby's the only one that's really doing his job in the midfield. Joe Willock is horrendous. <sighs> Oh yeah, we well, haven't even touched on him. I mean, he came on and you know he made he made the team worse. I, I, and I just don't know what's the matter with him. I really don't know what's the matter with him. I mean, for somebody who came in and made such an impact on our team at the back end of last season, um, you know, to suddenly come in and and, and just he just lost he's, he's lost everything. He can't pass a ball. He can't shoot. Um, he looks devoid of ideas, and at times he doesn't look interested. It's bizarre. It's really, really bizarre. You've seen it before where players have done well on loan, then they sign permanently and they're not the player that they were. But this is such a contrast in performance because you could understand, well, he's a midfield player. It's not really his job to get the goals. So if he wasn't scoring goals, you could forgive him for that. But he's not even doing basic things like you said, like passing. And I, I just don't understand what's happened there. Mm -hmm. Paul says, if we don't get a striker in this window, we go down. It's as simple as that. I've got to agree, mate. If we don't get a striker, we are knackered. Mate, absolutely knackered. I mean, it only takes four or five games. Look, we've got ourselves into this position now where we get points out of these next three games. We'll, we're out the relegation zone and suddenly things change. Um, it's such a crucial game uh, Saturday. Um, we, we need to beat them. We need to beat Waffle, but a striker is a must. Um, John says, get rid of at least seven of that team, including ASM. Uh, John, I can't disagree with you because ASM is, is a luxury player. And at the moment, we can't afford them. Um, I wouldn't get rid of them now and, and we can't get rid of players until we get players in but at the moment these players aren't good enough it's as, it's as simple as that yesterday showed that um, but in contrast we played Manchester United 12 days earlier and we gave a great performance and should have won the game with virtually the same players albeit Callum Wilson was, was available for part of that game so you know, it's all about attitudes. It's all about the way that the the dice rolls um, in football. And you know, but there was there was a severe lack of effort yesterday. I felt you can never put money on us. We'd all be homeless if we did. Always been the same. Yeah, Newcastle. Uh, you know, always flattered to deceive in the bit on on occasions like that. And you know, we should have expected it. I think most of us didn't. Again, yesterday we get sucked in. Dubravka's our best keeper, but I'm sorry, he's not good enough. Um, he's partly to blame for the goal and looks like he's made of glass. Two strikers needed if we're to stop up. Jordy Toomba life. Dubravka's a great keeper. Um, he went through a bad injury. I, I don't think we realise how bad an injury it was. Um, I think it was potentially career-ending. He's come back. He's been thrust into a relegation battle. Um, and he's still doing better than Dolo and, Dubrav uh, Dolo and Woodman did for me. So I understand I understand the sentiment on that. As for two strikers, yeah. As I said on Friday's Three Amigos show, Origi and Brayton Diaz for me. Get the two of them in. You could probably get the two of them for a combined fee of 40 million, maybe. Um, one up and coming young lad who's 
banging form at the moment. And Origi, who's a solid Premier League pro who could do a job for you as a big man and, you know, a big man holding the ball up. Um, add that to our team now. I think it's a no-brainer. Um, we'll see. Regardless what coach was put out there, the team would have played the same way, says Brian. Uh, oh, that must be the Everton fullback, I presume, who's going to Villa. Well, he didn't want to come to Newcastle. Um, Villa, you know, Birmingham is closer to London than the Newcastle in his mind, I guess. So there we go. Alan Thompson says, I've always been positive, but after that performance, I have my doubts. It's another sad chapter in our history. Craig says, as Bill Hicks said, it's just a ride. There's no up without down. We were bad, but we have to keep calm and concentrate on the future and get the right new players in, proactive and not reactive. Okay, usually maybe he's going to give a talk to the team. John Askew says, the quality of our owners is the only aspect of our club that's up to par with the fans, both top class. I would agree to an extent, but I thought Kieran Trippier yesterday was a different level, Holly. He was superb. Everything he did uh, was on point. Um, he was talking to the team. He was organising the team. But every ball he played got to its man. Um, only thing that let him down was that free kick. I think we all stood waiting for a miracle to happen. And of course, it you know, hit the wall and you know, bounced and didn't do anything. But other than that, great first performance by Kieran Trivia. It was best defender, I think we've seen at the club for a good few seasons now. Not just what he was doing on the ball, but also what he did off the ball, organising the team, shouting out orders. That's exactly what we need because we need that defence to be more organised. It's been a mess. It's been falling apart all season. To have players like that coming in, telling people where they need to be, strengthening up the wall, I think it's it's really, really good for Newcastle. And I'm happy we've got him because I think he's going to play a massive part this season. Stephen Nicholson said, if we had a striker, we'd have had three yesterday. It would have still been terrible, but we would have won. Yeah, I made the point this morning and we made it as well, exactly the same way. You know, had those two offside goals counted, um, we would have won 2-1. It would have still been a stinking performance, but we would have won 2-1. It would have been in the next round of the cup, but we didn't. We're out. We'll move on. And, uh, you know, that's it. Okay, big shout out to the sponsors, Spider VPN For all your internet security, Google Spider VPN. They come up at the top of the search list. They are the boys to trust for protecting your computer uh, from bots and unnecessary hacking. Get yourself onto Spider VPN today. Thank you, as always, for your sponsorship. Skipsandbins.com as well. Big shout out to Scott and the lads. Telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks also to LNG Family Funeral Directors 01913897245 and to the Garden of Healing Dispensary CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists www.thegohd.com. Thanks also to Arcot Interiors uh, for all your kitchen needs. They are based on Heaton Road, Google Arcot Interiors. They come up at the top of your Google search list. And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle. And of course, the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. A big thank you as well to Jab Signature, jabsignature.co.uk, the guys who make our flyers. If you are a first-time visitor to Newcastle, uh, to NUFC Matters, then hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner and you can subscribe for free. We still do seven shows a week and I do a lot of other content on this channel as well. So it's always well worth subscribing. It is all free. No membership demands on this channel where people ask you to get a membership to uh, watch some private content. We give it to you all for free. Uh, hit the thumb up 
to like the video, uh, which is the little thumb down below under the video. Click share to share to your social media like Twitter or Facebook. You could share to Newcastle United fans group. That would do us a big favour. And drop into the comments box to place a comment on screen or to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. If you like podcasts, we are available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean and the rest. So you can listen to us in your car or out and about when you're on a walk. Uh, if you want to become part of the cult, then get your phone out now, stick it on the screen, get your camera out and uh, put it over that QR code and it takes you straight to the website, straight to the membership page. You can pay off one-off fee of £25 and that gets you into the members draw. And we'll be having a members draw this month. John from QTech will be providing a superb prize and uh, that's it. You have a 12 draws a year. You've got a good chance of winning. And uh, it's well worth paying that £25 one-off fee. So it's a one-off fee to become a member of the NUFC Matters cult. Don't forget, we do do events as well. We've got a, an afternoon with Peter Beardsley. And that is at the Tyne Theatre and Opera House on Westgate Road in Newcastle. And that is at the end of the month, Sunday, the 30th of January. Mick Lowe's will be interviewing Peter Beardsley. And we've just confirmed we're going to do a little NUFC Matters show beforehand. So we're going to have a few people from NUFC Matters on stage, including Gibbo and Super Mac. Uh, so maybe Holly might be there if she's free. And we'll be doing a little chat about the end of the transfer window in the prelude to that show. So looking forward to that. Holly, do you fancy it? Yeah, sure. Good stuff. So uh, that will be a little NUFC matter show just before the main event at the Tyne Theatre on the 30th of January. So tickets for that are on Wowchat and Groupon. The food bank was out in force yesterday up at the ground. I popped up to see the guys and girls up there. Uh, NUFC fans, foodbank.co.uk, though, is where you can find the match day bucket. And that is available 365 days of the year. Jump onto there, make a virtual donation every penny really does count for them. And I mentioned the website earlier. Uh, the uh, website address, of course, is nufcmatters.com. And John is always coming up with innovative ideas. He's now got these Joe Linton uh, I Am The Resurrection hoodies for sale uh, and Filthy Rich Mags on the right-hand side is another one. Get yourself onto the website to have a look at those in a bit more detail. Uh, well worth having a look. And we've also got the weekly Food Bank t-shirt on my Twitter. So you can follow me on other social media such as Instagram, Steve Wraith, um, and on Twitter at Steve Wraith. And we've got this t-shirt pinned to the top of the uh, Twitter account. It's a photograph taken by Nick DeMarco uh, of the Millennium Bridge in Newcastle. Um, and that is currently at £200 for the food bank. Uh, that runs until Friday. So get your bid in on the post on my Twitter, at Steve Wraith below. And uh, you could possibly be the winner of that one-off Nick DeMarco t-shirt. Wonderful stuff. Thanks to Nick for allowing us to use it. Now, we are going to have some funky music for this particular segment, which is going to become a regular, uh, a regular slot on mine and Holly's show. But for now, I'm just going to do this. Rate my plate. So where's rate my plate come from? Well, Holly and I have had a few discussions, as most of you will be aware, on this show about my food habits and what I enjoy. Now, this has actually developed over the course of the season so far, because on away trips with our dad, we've discovered that our dad's actually got quite an interesting food palette as well. And some people in the chat. So what we want you to do is... Um, Take a look at these two particular tweets that I've been sent over the last couple of weeks. Um, me and Holly are going to discuss it, but we'd like you 
to send me or Holly on Twitter your meals um, and we'll decide whether we think that they are good or bad. Um, we, we, of course, uh, at some point, I think we'll do maybe the top 10 and have a tasting session at some point for these. But we're going to start with two, two different ones here. Uh, first up was this one, which was actually on Rate My Plate. And this one was sent to me by Holly a few weeks ago. And she suggested that I might like this. Breakfast pizza. And this is by a guy called Stuart B. So that's a pizza with, which looks like a tin of baked beans on there. Some of those like hot dog sausages. Looks like there's some bacon on there and not a great deal else. Um, would I eat that? If I was starving, yeah, I probably would. Um, I'm not sure I could eat the whole thing, but I would give it a good go. What about you, Holly? No, absolutely not. It's just, it's things that are drowned in any type of sauce for me. It's just too much. Okay, so that one uh, gets a, a yes from me then, and a no from Holly. Um, this one, although it's not the greatest of pictures, is from Wayne Bennett. And he says, I thought you would appreciate uh, my supper tonight. He said, I couldn't decide what I have uh, with my large chips, soup and curry sauce. So he got cod fish cake. Uh, or he couldn't decide whether he was going to get cod fish cake or battered sausage. Um, and he thought of us. So because he couldn't decide what to get, he got chips with curry sauce, a fish cake, and a battered sausage. It's again a no from me. Yeah, I w I've got to be honest. I wouldn't have that. That that's not a combination that I would have Wayne either. So that one's cast aside. Um, so because. This one has been voted in, Holly. Yeah. That one can be one of the top ten meals at the end of the at the end of the season, right? We'll do it at the end of the season, maybe. I'll tell Christmas you what, period. we've set the bar low if that's going in the top ten. So you're that saying no. no? Where would you put that one in then? No, I wouldn't put either. In. But the way that we're, we're going to do this, very, they're both very to your taste. I'm going. Yeah, well, look, I'm making this. I'm making this up as I go along to be perfectly honest. But I, I would. We're gonna. What we're gonna do is we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to select one of the meals. Well, I will tell you what we'll do. We'll open it up to the chat. Okay. So, meal A is the bean pizza. Meal B is Wayne's horrendous supper. Okay. So if you want A, vote, uh, put A in the chat. And if you want B, put B in the chat. Um, and we'll try our best to add it up. If John, Is John in the chat? If John's in the chat, John, can you add it up and give us an answer at the end? I'm hoping John's yeah, in the chat. Yeah, I can see him in the chat. Right, John, you're in the chat. It's up to you, mate. A's and B's. Try and work it out. And you come up and tell us which one is the one at the... Uh, which, which which one is the one? Okay, so some people are saying neither. Okay, John, it's over to you. I want a, I want an answer by five to seven, John. Okay, I'm going to get back to the more serious things about football now. Um, okay, Mark says, uh, Mark Earlham says, good evening, mate. He says, playing a full-strength side was a big mistake. We should have played a weak side to have an excuse for being so bad. Minus one for how? You're nodding your head, Holly. Yeah, well, I obviously spoke to you before kickoff and... Everyone, as per usual, 3-0, 4-0, 6-0, whatever. Silly predictions. Charlie thinking... Bronson, Charlie Salvador said 5-0. Yeah, well, you know, everyone all the time. But I was sat there and I said to you, 
we'll draw and then we'll lose on pens. So we did even worse than I thought. But um, ultimately, I forgot what the question was. What were we even talking about? <laughs> well, just playing, it was just saying minus one for how. For oh, yeah. So I said to you, walking up, to be honest, it'll be less embarrassing if we play the reserves because we're going to get beat either way. Yeah. And then we put a full strength team out. I still wasn't convinced we were going to win. So, yeah, I kind of agree with them, you know. I think we probably should have just played the reserves, save the embarrassment. Paul Oxley says Chris Wood would improve this team. Make no mistake about that. People wanting Hollywood names in straight away. It's not going to happen. Would Chris Wood improve the team? No. Uh, oh, my God. I heard that name mentioned the other day. And Chris Wood, for me, is just horrendous. He's an absolute plank. And I wouldn't want him anywhere near this side. Well, I've mentioned it on the show before, but he did know he, he should have signed for Newcastle back in Rafa Benitez's time at the club. And that yeah. deal would have gone through. But... Um, Benitez couldn't trust Ashley to give him the money from the Meat Row deal if he'd sold Meat Row. So it never came about. But he did want to come to Newcastle prior to going there. So I would bring him, but it would need another striker alongside him. He, he wouldn't be the answer to getting the goals, I don't think, for the rest of the season for us. Troll says, our owners have done more in three months than Ashley did in 14 years. Um, pointed Ashley, he's the fat cockney that didn't improve the squad very much the last three seasons, in my opinion. Nobody could disagree with that. Alan says, Dwight Gale has won the lottery at Newcastle. He must be on about 30k a week for absolutely nothing. He must not bring football books to work, just slippers, says Alan. Well, to be honest with Dwight Gale, I can understand the frustration, but he's never really had a good run in this side. Of course, a few years ago in the Championship, the promotion season, um, he played a big part, but then after that, he's never really had a go. He's been sent out on loan. When he has come into the side, he's had a couple of games, done pretty well at times, and then been dropped as soon as the other strikers became available. So I feel bad for Dwight Gale. I don't think it's fair to judge him. Very confused at why he wasn't playing yesterday. Obviously, there's some issue there. Maybe he has COVID, no one knows. But if he's not going to get a chance before the end of the season, he needs to go. Mm -hmm. Happens every season in either the third or the fourth round. Not good enough, says Keith. Anthony says, midfield's our problem. We need quality in there to run a game. Shelby, Hayden, Longstaff and Willock are not good enough. Uh, Alan says, I think if anyone was in any doubt, 99% of these players should have been binned. Can we get rid of them and more importantly, replaced in time to stay up? We'll not get rid of all of them. We'll get rid of some of them, I think. Uh, tells us, Sean Longstaff was poor again yesterday. It saddens me. He was a player I was so excited about. The treatment by Bruce clearly hasn't helped with him or Matty. I'd agree, Tell, but I also keep pointing back to the fact that he had a horrendous injury and he just he never came back from that cruciate ligament injury, the same player. Um, maybe that was the fact that, um, add to that, the, the Bruce regime. I think I think you're certainly right. There's, there's bits and bobs in both both stories, I think. Need strikers and defenders first, in my opinion. Uh, I've seen a lot of tweets to ASM slating him for yesterday's game. Yes, he needs to pass more and stop believing he's Maradona, but directing tweets like this won't help. We need to be encouraging Jacob. Yeah, but that's the problem. These people are on social media and, you know, you put your head above the parapet, you're going to be shot at. And, you know, ASM is... He spends more time on his social media at times and he milks it and, you know, gets involved, you know, gets involved in things um, on there. And yeah, that's just that's just what's going to happen, you know. Um, like your new hairstyle, Steve. Sorry, mentally, says Keith. I don't know how he got me and you confused, mind. I don't think that's um, 
a common occurrence. <laughs> Keith says, Stephen Holly, what do you think of some of the players not applauding the fans? We touched on that earlier. Um, Dirt Disher just said, Oi, oi, peanut head. Uh, thank you, mate. I'm sure that somebody probably uh, blocked him uh, at some point. Can anyone here tell me what ASM is bringing to our team at the moment? Absolutely nothing, I would say. Um, in the big in the big games, he he looks great when we're playing well, but in the, in the, when the chips are down, nothing at all, Jordy. Uh, nothing at all, Holly. No, he he isn't bringing anything. The only thing you could say is a trying to create play, trying to create chances, but even that leads to nothing because he tries to do too much and gets the ball took off him. He's never ever winning 50-50 challenges this season, and every time he gets the ball, he's just having it taken straight off the end of his foot. He's just he's really struggling, and I think it proves in my eyes that he's not the right type of player for a relegation battle. And if we went down, oh my God, I think he'd be one of the worst players we had because he, he he's a show, he's a show pony pretty much. He needs to be in a Champions League kind of side where he can afford to get the fans off their, off their seats. But, you know, in our side, you just can't do that. And he's not making any assists. He's not helping scoring goals. And that's what his job is. One positive is the owners were there to witness the performance. Yeah, Roger, I would agree, mate. Um, the atmosphere yesterday was pretty flat. Hopefully on Saturday we can bring the noise, says Alan. Yeah, and that's what the war flags are, are looking for. Mark just doesn't know why Anderson and White weren't getting a game against Cambridge. I think it was just he went for experience and they let him down. Paul says, which four players would you move out in this window? Um, well, I'll go first on that. Um, I would certainly move out, again, depending on replacements. You know, if if we got if we got the players in to replace them, I will get rid of Dwight Gale immediately because he's clearly surplus to requirements at the club. Um, this will surprise a lot of people, but on recent performances um, and on, on on the fact that he'd be on decent wages, I will get rid of Matt Ritchie. Um, I would also get rid of um, Sean Longstaff because he's not the player that he was, and I would I would get rid of Kieran Clark. So there's me four. I'm stunned now. I can't believe that. that just came out of your mouth. I think I'm dreaming. Um, well, that's threw me off. Anyway, right. <laughs> Which one? I mean, so I've gone. So I've gone. Dwight Gale, Richie, Longstaff, Matt, uh, Sean Longstaff, and Kieran Clark. I go Kieran Clark, Jamal Lascelles, Joe Willick. Although I know he hasn't been here a long time, but I just want him gone, and probably Dwight Gale. Okay, Brian Johnson says, I've watched us getting spanked in the Cups for 40 years. Holly, you're spot on. I'm not bothered because things are going to change very soon. Um, Johnny Ola says, the owners won't want to lose face by us getting relegated. They will spend huge to avoid that. Watch this space. These owners don't take failure. Uh, Sam Johnson from West Brom will be available in the summer, says Brian. Uh, Tom just says, hit the like button. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Jordy says, I don't believe that ESM is a how player and he doesn't give his all. And he was pathetic yesterday, embarrassing it, along with others. Um, Stephen says, one minute, most of us believe that most of our small squad are not fit even for the championship. Then think, because it's the FA Cup against lowly Cambridge, we expect greatness. Yeah, it's the, the level of expectation in football. That's the way uh, it goes. Paul says, when are people going to realise that Fabian Shaw is worse than Lascelles? It does tend to make a mistake every game. Uh, Roger says, uh, surely Manquillo plays left back on Saturday. I'd like to think so. Um, if if we haven't got a, a registered, you know, if 
if Dummett's not going to be anywhere near match fit, I would play Mancolo all day long at left back against Watford all day long. And again, I think some of those players weren't playing because of that next week. Maybe it's Gale, maybe Mancolo was rested because that three points is vital. Uh, next, next. Um, Tom, we've already touched on St Maximum. We all thought he was bloody awful. Michael says the Watford game looks a lot harder now. Hopefully the players will take a hard look at themselves and pay the supporters back for the great turnout on Saturday. NUFC need to sign two strikers that aren't afraid to put the ball in the back of the net, a quality midfielder to break up opposition play and a quality centre-back. I've seen a lot of people saying that we should be bringing in a central defensive midfielder. Um, yeah, I would say so. Uh, the official All or Nothing podcast, very surprised that that's the actual one, but he says Newcastle lost again. Yes, we did. Um, Barcelona versus Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey being played in Saudi next week. Is it really? I didn't know that. Not that I pay much attention to that. Uh, John says, would you go for a Rigi? 100% mate. Under the circumstances, I would. Um, but would the Scousers play ball? Uh, yeah, they would because they want to get rid of him. He's £10 million. That's what he's That's what he's up for. I would bring in a Rigi and I would bring in Brietton Diaz. Those would be, I think those two deals could be done quickly and I reckon we could get them both in place for next week. I mean, would you bring in Origi? Yeah, I think £10 million is a very good price for him. I think he'd make a massive difference in the team. So, yeah, I'd definitely bring him in. Yeah, Steve says, but Steve, what about the heritage you mentioned? What will all those potential young fans who attended think about the performance they've seen? I think a lot of kids who go, especially at an early age, are just blown away by the fact that there's all of these people around them. They're there to see the heroes. They're more interested in getting their bag of chips and their, their treats, etc. But it's just that that first impression. And then they hear the crowd shouting and bawling and whatever, you know, and they say they're heroes. And it's as simple as that. We all know how we fell in love with the football club um, and the club's been crap for years. So, you know, it, it didn't it didn't put us off. Um, in fact, it, it was it's what attracted me to, to Newcastle, you know. Um, it was about being with your mates and going to the game. And um, like those kids around us yesterday, I mean, it was hilarious watching these kids probably have their first drink, you know what I mean? And it was probably an illegal one, but they were all absolutely hammered. And you know what I mean? And, and yeah, just, just the way it is, it's football. It's, it's, you know, it was nice to see that that hadn't really changed, um, you know, how, how, how different people from different parts of the tune met each other and they'll probably go to an away game together and they'll form their own friendship groups through Newcastle United. And that's the heritage, Steve. And it's just nice to see fifty almost fifty two thousand there yesterday. Five thousand Cambridge fans, of course, but it was it was fantastic. Uh, Richie has been a liability, quite a few goals this season. He's partly been to blame as left back says John. Yeah, he's not a left back though, John. Um, this is why I've been defending Richie on a regular basis. But he was playing in a more favoured position yesterday. He had the captain's armband and he was bloody useless. As simple as that. Personally wanted the Longstaff brothers to make it, being Geordies, but too many times they've been missing in games they played in, really not making an impact. Gary, again, can't disagree. Be interesting to see what happens with Matty Longstaff. Back at the club now, how does he do in training and whether, you know, how can get a, a performance out of him. He could really be a good defensive midfielder, I think. I don't think he's he's good at attacking occasionally, but he's got that build. And I think if they could get if we could get him into a mindset and he trains hard and plays hard, he could be like a David Batty in the midfield because of his build. I don't know. Might be wrong, might be right. We'll wait and see. How's not dropping anybody for bad displays? He needs to be more brutal to send a message, says Mark. What do you think of that, Holly? Don't think he can be more brutal because the squad is so small. The players that we have on the bench are players that probably wouldn't even get into half the championship teams. And we've got a lot of injuries and COVID problems. So honestly, I don't think he can be harsh and drop people. 
Yeah, uh, MPC says, how Lascelles got through a football academy and ended up in Newcastle cap and baffles me. Got to get rid, uh, blames everyone else around him when he drops a clanger and doesn't like to have the ball either. Yeah, I, I remember what he signed and, you know, I, th I think it was Stuart Pearce. I actually did a dinner with Stuart Pearce and the very words he said to me were, they're not premiership class. Um, they'll not they'll not do well in the Premier League. He, he was pretty pretty much right. Henrik Graf, uh, Kraft, Clark, Lascelles, and Gale. Chris would get rid of uh, if Cambridge can do it. So can Watford. Says uh, Mila on quite a disappointing um, disappointing message there. And uh, let's hope you're wrong. Clark, Gale, Henrik, and Richie out for Rachel, which is uh, pretty similar to mine. All bar one. Um, Klopp says Origi is not for sale Not heard that Chris uh, To be honest I've heard a conflicting story to that That he is for sale at the right price And they would be happy to take 10 million um, Things can change And it's all down to players and agents Not up to the manager these days And of course down to the club owners um, We all know who has the power these days The best players we have at the moment When we need the decent players to come in To support the best players we have To make a great challenge in squads Says Gary What makes it worse is Sunderland beat Cambridge 5 and at home Keith that doesn't bother me in the slightest. Anthony says, uh, ASM created chances for Murphy, Willock, Jolin and Fraser, all of which he put on a plate. They missed a lot of them. Fair enough, Anthony. Um, you know, you can say that. Um, and I think you're right. Um, if, I, if I look back at the game, I didn't watch the, the full game, of course, uh, other than being at the game itself. And I, I just... I just watch a lot of the stuff that he does and it's just so frustrating. Um, you know, on, on a 90-minute basis, week in, week out, he's very frustrating. But yeah, I get your point. Uh, Origi's injured, uh, says Alan. I'm not sure how, how you know, how long um, he's out for, but if that's the case, then that'll be a no-go. ASM should stay on the left and only pass balls. Forbid him to attempt to score unless it's an open call, says Jan. Yeah, he, he is just... There should be one ball for him and one ball for other people. Um, that's the kind of player he is. Uh, question, can you imagine a time where men and women would be allowed to play together in the same side for Newcastle, says Andy Alley? I, I wouldn't be surprised, Andy. Um, we saw a, a female referee for the first time in an FA Cup match yesterday. I think that was the Birmingham-Plymouth game, if I remember rightly. And she did a really good job. I think she sent somebody off in the game as well. But um, why not? It could happen at some point. Um, what do you think about that, Holly? Referees and lines women are a very different thing to players. I think referees and lines women, you know, are just the same. Makes no difference. Why not? Um, but when it comes to actual players, it's not something I'd like to see personally. I think it would cause could it happen issues. though? Could happen. I don't think it would. No, I don't think it would. I think there's um, potentially managers at a push. You could see female mm. managers, but I just don't think you'd see mixed teams. However, I do think that women's football in general will become a lot bigger in the future, but I don't think the two will actually mix into the same team. I mean, I found it strange today, the, the cup draw. I don't watch women's football, so please forgive the ignorance on the woman who was making the draw, uh, the, the away team draw. David James was pulling the home teams out. There was a female who captained England against Ireland last year and uh, she's played for Arsenal women's team. And I believe she won the FA Cup with the Arsenal women's team. But she won the women's FA Cup. She didn't win the men's FA Cup. And it was a bit strange where they were talking and interviewing her and they were saying, well, you've won this trophy. Well, she hasn't really won this trophy because that's the women's FA Cup. It's not the men's FA Cup. So I found the thing a bit bizarre. Um, but I think it could happen in the future. Never say never. You never say never. We've seen we've seen all sorts. We who would have ever said that somebody who had changed sex could then compete in 
you know, the, the Olympics for um, the male track and field, for example, or the male shot put when that person used to be a woman. You know, it can happen. So, yeah, it could happen at some point. Maybe it's not in the near future, but it could happen in the distant future. John says, did the Helios event the night before the match affect ASM's performance? It's partly his business and he attended much better out wide. I've got no idea what that is. What What is the Helios event? I don't know what the Helios event is. No idea. Um, Shane Long sitting on the bench at Southampton. He might do a job for us. Bit old now, isn't he? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be happy with Shane Long. Although something I mentioned to you, which again is a lot of people are like totally against it, but I said I'd be quite happy to bring in Troy Deeney, and I know that feels like quite a Mike Ashley uh, bargain basement signing. But just on a short-term basis, I think he could do a job because he's got experience in the bottom half of the table, experience in the championship. And I think if we got him till the end of the season, he'd be good. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Matty should have went out on loan last season, says uh, Jordy D. I'm just going to check this. Yeah, Forrest still winning. 1-0 against Arsenal. Five minutes to go in the FA Cup. Uh, that could be a big shock. And Charlie Bronson got me to put a bet on that one. So, uh, come on, Forrest. Uh, if we lose against Wofford, do we start to give up surviving? Yes, Mark. Yeah, I agree. If we can't win Watford, then I think that proves that we just don't have it in us. You made a great point yesterday. You said, I think that we turn up against the likes of Man United because we feel like the pressure's off, struggle more against the teams in and around us. And I think if that pattern continues and we are struggling against the teams in and around us in the league, then we're not going to accumulate enough points by the end of the season. Yeah, okay. Uh, there is a swimmer in the US university level who's breaking all kinds of records after transitioning, says Chris. This is my point, Chris. That can happen. So we, we, we have seen that. Callback having a cracking game tonight, says Staffy. Yeah, he's uh, back at Forest these days and revelling in it after spending so many years in the wilderness at Newcastle. Uh, saw Adam Pearson's video, uh, work rate unmatched, uh, video of NUFC women today, and they were better than the men's team, says Craig. Well, yeah, I can imagine they, they probably were. They've, they've had a cracking season uh, so far. Uh, physically, women aren't the same as men. Simple as that. It would be an unfair advantage, says Ryan. Uh, Michael says, uh, did uh, did not hear the fans shouting in the Milburn stand. FA Cup games used to be jumping. It was a fantastic experience. Sadly, atmosphere was very subdued, apart from the Gallagher and war flags. Yeah, Michael, it was a poor, poor, poor uh, atmosphere yesterday. I've got to be perfectly honest. And um, yeah, the, the game the game certainly didn't help. But uh, yeah, Helios is ASM's game. What is... I've got no idea. I'll have to Google it. Helio is a product ASM is promoting. Ah, thank you, guys. Great show uh, from uh, Keith, he says. Thank you. I'm just trying to keep an eye on the score. Um, Stephen Nutkin says, if X-Men are allowed to compete in women's sport, then they may as well get a compulsory drug testing, says Stephen. Another point. Uh, Helios is Maxi's new board game, a business event in Newcastle. That's what he's saying. John, get me the... I've got to check WhatsApp. Two seconds. Has John sent me the... 26 votes for B and 10 for A. So the winner is the sausage, the curry sauce, the chips and the cod fish cake. So Holly, will you do us a favour when we come off and write that down? That's got to yeah. be a meal we've got to have at the end of the season. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah, we're going to have to have 10 plates, I'm afraid. Um, we're going to do 10 <laughs> plates. That's going to make it. because I regret of, this so Wayne, much. Well done, mate. Yeah, that's, Wayne's meal is in. Regarding women and men playing in the same team, we just have to look at Fallon Sherrock. 
playing in the men's dart world championship again it's another good point um would still be open to see Mikel Damsgaard brought in this month don't know a great deal about him Helios it looks like a crap version of poker and he keeps pushing it online. I don't really follow him on Twitter. I've got to be honest. Um, so I don't see a great deal on there, but I will have a look. I fear the long staffs won't be given the time because the owners will sign players who are better this month. Be sad to see them go, but good luck if they say this is Brian. Uh, Andy says, uh, I disagree, Ryan. Not all men are as strong as each other. So what does it matter if a woman is weaker than a man? So there we go. There's a, a debate which I'm afraid is going to have to carry on into the next show. Um, we're not going to have uh, time to, to carry on with that. Um, so it's the big match next week, Holly. Uh, we'll, we'll be back on, of course, on the Sunday. Um, what is your what is your feeling about that Watford game next week? And you have been pretty much on par, um, you know, with with your predictions. Um, so I'm dreading this. I've got to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, you're not going to be happy with my prediction. Nil nil. That's what I'm going for. Wow. Um, yeah, listen, it's better than the defeat, but it's not what we need. Um, I don't think we're going to score. don't think many chances are going to be created in the game. And I think Watford are going to probably be solid defensively. And I, I just don't think we have it in us to beat them. I think there's going to be the mentality is not going to be right. We're going to have too much pressure on us because we know how important this game is. And I just think it's not going to go the way we want it to. I started the show with me head in my hands. <laughs> I'm finishing the show and he had me hands. Barry says, Holly's new hair is the only decent thing Newcastle related this weekend. Thanks, guys, for all the comments about my hair. Um, thanks as well for the comments on my hair. Um, this could get interesting, like an eating challenge on I'm a celebrity, says John. Oh, yes, John. This is going to be this is going to be interesting, mate. Um, we're going to do it at the end of the season. I think we'll have an end of season do. Um, we'll raise money for the food bank and we'll get these horrendous meals lined up. So Holly's going to go and write that one down and then she's going to send us in on WhatsApp and we'll have to keep comparing the notes. And I'm going to go out and buy all of this food, these meals, and we'll do a proper eating challenge at that do. Okay, so that's going to happen 100%. Um, it might be more than 10 meals, but let's see Let's see what kind of things. Not every week will we agree that one's going to be. We might, we might decide yes, no, whatever, but we'll see. But that's, def that's definitely going to happen. You know, we'll finish. This is more confident. Newcastle 4, Watford 1, out of the bottom three at last. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Um, Holly, I'm off tomorrow because it's Monday, but you are back tomorrow night. What are you doing tomorrow night? Yeah, so I'm going to be co-hosting the five-minute rant tomorrow night with Pete. So make sure that you pop one there. It'll be good to get some new faces on. And hopefully the vibe isn't too miserable after that FA Cup defeat. But you never know. We might get some positivity. People feeling lucky going into the Watford game. Not me, of course. <laughs> Great stuff. We'll have a good night tomorrow night. If you can, get yourself on the show. Don't forget that the five-minute rant is your show, the fan show. It's your chance to get on screen. And tomorrow night, it will be Pete and it will be Holly. So join them at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Holly, see you next weekend. Take care and have a great week. You too. Bye. Talking to myself again But it's easy